This episode is supported by Active Skin Repair. Active Skin Repair is a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. I just randomly... Vinny was having a toe skin irritation issue and he ended up having this like skin that was really irritating him and it was getting kind of like icky and you know like when kids start to get like little scabs and scratches and then they want to pick at it and it was getting worse and so active skin repair showed up on my doorstep as a result of the sponsorship and I got to put it to use immediately and I got the ointment formula or the like ointment formulation and then also the spray and the spray was perfect so Vinny does not like ointmenty creamy lotiony things on his body but I was able to get out the spray, literally took it out of the packaging the day it arrived, put it on his toe before he went to bed. And the next morning he was like, mom, my toe's all better. It was literally like this super amazing cure that helped his toes so quickly. So you can use active skin repair on a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, other types of skin damage. It's totally safe, non-toxic, suitable on all types of skin, even parts of the body where you might have rosacea or eczema or have acne prone skin. This is also safe for the youngest members of your family up to the oldest. So now you have one simple solution for your family's skin health needs. With over 500 thousand happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews and super safe and clean ingredients, active skin repair is something that you want to have on hand for your family. So to get your own active skin repair, go to activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and get 20% off your order when you use the code shameless. That's activeskinrepair.com. Use the code shameless for 20% off your order. Activeskinrepair.com, code shameless. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 347. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, as well as any discount codes from our sponsors, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 347. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Oh my goodness, mamas, have you heard the news? Shameless MomCon 2020 is on. I want you to join me at the Sheridan Grand in downtown Seattle on March 27th and March 28th of 2020 for power, momentum, and magic. If Shameless MomCon 2019 taught me anything, it is to never underestimate the power of bringing women together in community, the power, the momentum, the magic, the connection, the camaraderie, the hugs, the tears, the laughter. Oh my gosh. This event in 2019 fueled my life and I saw how it transformed the lives of every single woman who showed up at the event. And I want that for you. So whether you were there last year or not, you need to be there this coming year. You need to be at Shameless MomCon 2020. So get on the wait list to get the best ticket options, the best ticket pricing, all the good stuff as soon as I release more information. So go over to shamelessmom.com forward slash MomCon 2020 to get on the wait list. That's shamelessmom.com slash MomCon 2020. Go ahead, push pause, get on the wait list. I'll wait. And I will see you at Shameless MomCon 2020. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday. So it's probably safe to 
guess that everyone's in summertime now or very close to summer. I'm recording this on a day in Seattle that is close to 90 degrees, which is like hugely unusually warm for us in June. So it feels like summer's in full swing here. I hope no matter what you're doing to kick off this week, that you are staying cool, that you're enjoying some sunshine and that you are feeling like the leader of your life so far this summer. And if you don't know what I'm referring to, go listen to last week's episode first, because I really do, as we make this transition into summer, I really think it's important that you feel like summer's happening for you and not to you, and that there's opportunities and adventures that you get to have, not that you have to have. I know that I am working on embracing that for myself, and that is my hope for you as well. So today's topic came from a conversation that I had with a shameless mom who's also in Momentum Mamas, Jen. And Jen and I were on a coaching call talking about a few things. And we were talking about the difference between action and distraction and how sometimes we do things that feel very purposeful and productive, but they're actually distraction from action in our life. And as we were talking about this, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to do a whole episode on this because this happens so much. And I think the boundaries get real gray and a little fuzzy. And we think we're being really productive and purposeful all the time just because we're busy. And in reality, we're just being busy. And busy does not necessarily mean productive. So I'm going to talk a little bit about how this manifests, how this shows up, this distraction from action shows up in our lives. So it often looks like getting stuck in vicious loops. So I'll give you a couple examples of a loop. I know for me, my loops look like sitting down at my computer to do something, but first checking email and then checking social media and then checking some sort of like work data point, like my podcast downloads or my ad reads for the week or some sort of data point. And by the time I get done with all of those three things, it's usually three or four items, then I'm like, oh, I should probably pop over. Maybe someone else sent me an email in that amount of time. And then we just start the loop over and over again. And this can go on sometimes for 10 minutes, 20 minutes, sometimes for an hour, an hour and a half. And while we're doing this, we're stuck in reactive mode. Like, oh, this thing happened in email. I need to take care of that. Oh, this thing is going on in social media. I want to engage there. Oh, this thing with work that's happening over here with this data point. Like, I want to make sure that I do something about that right now. And what ends up happening is we get stuck in these vicious loops and we don't actually get anything done that moves the needle in any area of our life. So we're like crossing off maybe to do task oriented kind of things, but we're not actually moving closer to a goal. Another way this can show up might be in your household where you might have this great idea that you want to paint a room. But first you're like, I'm going to pick up all the toys and then I'm going to clean the kitchen and then I'm going to go change the laundry and then I'm going to check my phone. And then when that's done, I'm back to picking up more toys And that cycle can continue over and over. And if you have little kids at home, like you can just do that cycle all day long, pick up toys, clean up the kitchen, change the laundry, check your phone. You could literally do that for like eight hours straight and probably break up some fights in there too, right? And you could get to the end of the day and be like, I never sat down once yet. I don't feel like I got anything done. Another way this shows up is where we feel like we have like almost a compulsion for certain patterns of behavior 
before we can start things. So mine is kind of my loop that I talked about, email, social media, checking work data points. But I've also had this with when I've worked with coaching clients come up in other ways where someone will say, this actually showed up with a woman who had a blog and she would get really fixated on cleaning before she would write her blog post. She's like, before I write a blog post, I want to like clean my whole house and vacuum. And she's like, I get in this like OCD mode about cleaning my house because that cleaning is a distraction from action. It's easier to vacuum the house from top to bottom than to sit down and create a blog post because that's a little nerve wracking. And that feels a little more daunting and a little more scary and maybe a little more anxiety invoking. But vacuuming, that's like the simple thing. That's we can zone out. It's mindless. It's tedious. And you can do it in like 20 minutes and cross it off the list and be done versus a blog. Sitting down to write a blog post, there's a lot of decisions. Should I do this versus that? How will it be received? So then like self-doubt comes in. We have to work through mindset. Like all this stuff comes up with that. And so that feels much more daunting. So we resort to the cleaning, the organizing, the decluttering, those kinds of things. I have a friend, Jeff, who's a writer, and he talks about how his office is only ever clean before he's about to start a new book. Like anytime he's about to start writing a new book, he does like a deep clean of his office because that's his distraction from action. Like before I start this new book, I should probably go through like every file in my office, dust every surface, clean out everything, purge all the stuff. And he's like, you've never seen a cleaner office. And he says, this is like universal among writers. He's like, you've never seen a cleaner office than a writer who's a needs to like open the first page of their new book. So these are the things that we do that keep us distracted from true productivity and working toward our goals. Another way I've seen this show up, the fourth and final example I'm going to give is constant research and planning and editing the plan and waiting for feedback and input on the plan. And this is when we get stuck in a lot. And this came up in Momentum Mamas actually at the beginning of 2019. We did, and a number of you were in my plan and prep pajama party. And so after the plan and prep pajama party, I had a bunch of mamas go through that. It was really awesome. We did this whole like full year plan. And one of the moms who did that, she was also in Momentum Mamas and she came into Momentum Mamas a few weeks later and she's like, yeah, I'm still processing everything from the pajama party and I want to just do a little more editing of my goals for the year before I get started on them. And I think this was actually like the beginning to middle of February and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Like, no, you are not allowed to do any more planning or editing of your plan for the new year. You need to start living the plan. You can edit as you go and you can shift and pivot as much as you need to, but we're not still planning on what we're going to do in 2019. We're doing what we're going to do in 2019. And she's like, oh my gosh, you totally caught me. And this actually provided a really great opportunity for conversation in Momentum Mamas in our membership community because a bunch of moms were like, oh my gosh, I totally do that. Like I get stuck in making the perfect plan to the point that I don't ever get to the phase of execution. And so I have like notebooks full of perfect plans or half written plans or plans that are like mid process, but I don't actually implement the plans. So if you are someone who likes research, editing, planning, to do lists, all those kinds of things, then this might be where you get stuck, that you get stuck. Your distraction from action is the planning and the researching. This happens to me when we're planning a vacation. Oh my gosh, I will have like 75 tabs open of what Airbnbs we could stay in. And (laughs) I get like real picky about like, well, but this one has like a little bit of a bigger dining room table and this one has a view and this one has that. And it's like, in reality, most of them would be just fine. But I get real distracted on like weighing the pros and the cons and researching and planning. And like, should I go through Airbnb or VRBO? And should we be in this part of town or that part of town? Do we want the hot tub or the view? Like all these things. And it's massive decision fatigue 
And it prevents me from actually just making a plan because I think I need to like go back to the drawing board over and over again by doing more research and doing more planning and then talking to my husband about it. And what do you think? And let me get your input. And when in reality, it's just a time suck and it's the distraction from action. It's taking away from just crossing something off the list and getting closer to the goal of family vacation. Like the goal is family vacation. The goal is not to stay in like the best Airbnb of your life for four days. So being really clear around how we confuse busyness for productivity, because that's what we do. We do confuse busyness for productivity. And when we feel like we spend a whole day or a whole period of time surrounding ourselves with decisions and surrounding ourselves with menial tasks, we get to the end of a phase, a day, a few hours, a block of time, and we say like, oh, I was so busy today. Like that must be good, right? No, not really. Not if you didn't actually accomplish something that got you closer to a goal. This episode is supported by AquaTrue. Having clean, safe water is the last thing you want to worry about. But unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four, yes, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants in their tap water. So that's why you got to check out AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers have a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process. And their countertop purifiers, which is what we have, take no installation or plumbing, and they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and they're specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAS, which can lead to potentially adverse health effects like cancer, endocrine system disruption, and liver toxicity, which is part of what makes AquaTrue so special, unique, and important in terms of how they are able to filter water. They also have water purifiers to fit every type of home. So like the installation-free countertop purifier that we have at our house to higher capacity under sink options. They even have Wi-Fi connected purifiers and mineral boost options. So I'm so excited about our new AquaTrue. And here's the thing. I swear it's like a gentle reminder to actually drink more water every time you walk into your kitchen. So we are drinking more water now and also more clean water. So more water that is more clean. It feels like a double win. I'm feeling pretty impressed with us. I feel like sink water, tap water becomes invisible at a certain point. And when I see the purifier on my counter, it's like many time a day reminder to like, keep drinking, keep drinking. So I want you to check out AquaTrue for yourself and for your family. AquaTrue comes with a 30 day money back guarantee and that makes it a great gift as well. Today, my listener can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue purifier when you go to AquaTrue.com and use the code SHAMELESS, S-H-A-M-E-L-E-S-S, AquaTrue.com code SHAMELESS. This episode is supported by a podcast I want to share with you called Understood Explains. So this is, show is about navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences, which can be so confusing. And so every uh, season of the show is around a different theme. So there's a season on special education, there's a season on ADHD diagnosis for adults, and the current season is all about IEPs. I love this podcast because the episodes are 10 to 15 minutes long. So if you are short on time or short on focus, you can take this content in super quickly, easily. It's very digestible. And the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert, Juliana Utube. So Juliana talks all about how to navigate educational plans, 
IEPs. She talks about the differences between IEPs and 504 plans. She really breaks things down in a really clear and simple way so that you have some of those questions that you might be thinking around like, does this pertain to my child? Is this something I need to be looking into? Like, where do we go from here? Where do I go if I have questions? Juliana has you covered. She explains so many different things and so many different little pieces and nuance of IEPs and special education and different things on Understood Explained. So I want you to go check it out wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can go listen to Understood Explains. Just go into your podcast app, do a search for Understood Explains, and it will pop right up. Click on it, pick your episode, and get the answers that you've been looking for and the support that you need around different learning differences and differences in school. So being really mindful around action that takes us closer to a goal versus tasks, because there's a big difference. So there's a difference between tasks and to-do items versus goals and action steps. So I'm going to walk you through the difference, and I want you to see how you have this potentially a little confused and blurry in your mind, because we often confuse tasks and to-dos with goals and action steps. So tasks and to-do items are things that are not crucial. They don't take us closer to a goal. They can often actually be done by other people. Although those of us who are perfectionists will refuse to delegate. It's often mindless, tedious kinds of things. Also safe things and tasks and to-do items are easy places to hide and be distracted. So we kind of fool ourselves into thinking that we're being really productive. So (laughs) I'm thinking of something like, you know, you need to maybe, you know, apply for financial aid for your kid's school. But instead you're like, I'm going to clean all the baseboards in the house. And like that takes the whole day. (laughs) When in reality, it's like, no, you need to like sit down and fill out the financial aid application or do your taxes or those kinds of things, right? So maybe you have a goal. And this actually has come up a few times recently. People who talk about they want to get better with their finances and they constantly have this goal of like, I'm going to sit down and work on a budget. Okay. So that means you actually need to sit down and like open up an Excel spreadsheet or get the budgeting software that you're going to use or whatever, or you need to actually look at your taxes from last year and look at your taxes for this year and start like looking at those numbers. But I'm telling you, like you will never be more excited to clean your baseboards and your windows as you have been before you need to open up a tax document or a budget spreadsheet, right? So being really clear around what is a task and a to-do versus what is an action step is going to be really important. Another piece of tasks and to-dos is that they don't lead to huge pride when they're accomplished and they don't boost your sense of self. They're just crossed off the list. Like you might have a little bit of relief that they're done or like, oh, I'm glad I got that done. Feels good to cross it off. But you're not like, wow, look at me. Check me out. Today, I did hard thing. Today, I was a badass. You're like, no, like today I vacuumed. (laughs) Or today I checked my email. Like that's not something that at the end of the day, you're like, wow, I feel like there's reason to celebrate. So on the flip side of that is goals and action steps and goals and action steps. These are essential action items that get you closer to reaching a goal, closer to some sort of ambition that you have. These things are critical steps towards accomplishing something that will reap a reward. So whether that reward is writing the book, starting a new job, starting a new career, getting that family budget in line so that you are saving X amount of dollars a month. Maybe the reward is planning a vacation and having it all booked. Maybe the reward is, you know, getting your house on the market or moving into a new neighborhood or applying to a school, helping your kid apply to a school or a program, all those kinds of things. Maybe it's you applying to school or a program or for some sort of certification. These goals and action steps are often uncomfortable and nerve wracking and they push us out of our comfort zone, but they feel 
awesome to accomplish. They give us a sense of pride and power when we accomplish them. They boost our sense of self. So there's a huge differentiator there. Tasks and to-dos are distractions from actions. They do not give us a big sense of pride when we're done, and they don't boost our sense of self. Actual goal-oriented action steps lead to pride and power and purpose, and they help us feel better about who we are and who we're becoming in the direction we're moving in. Going grocery shopping doesn't typically do that. Checking your email doesn't do that. Checking your social media doesn't do that. Posting on social media doesn't do that. So I want you to start thinking about where are you spending time in distraction from action and how are you staying stuck in that way? Because here's the thing. The action steps are uncomfortable. They are nerve wracking. They do get you out of your comfort zone. And also that's where the magic happens. That is where you find those places of power and you find those places of pride and you find those places of purpose. And that creates a more meaningful life. And that creates a huge sense of accomplishment. And that every time you accomplish something in the direction of a goal, you are more motivated to go for the next thing. The next right step presents itself. And you're like, yes, I think I can do that because I just did this other thing. That's so different than tasks and to-do lists. And often when we sit down to make a goal list for a month or for the week or for the day, we write down a bunch of tasks. So I'm not saying don't have your task list, but like that's secondary. You need to have an action step list and that action step list should have like one to three things on it. It is not a task list of 20 items to do every day. It does not include checking email. It does not include brushing your teeth. It does not include working out or taking a shower unless any of those things are very specifically taking you toward a goal. So like for me, mine doesn't include working out because I automatically do that. If you have a goal of incorporating exercise long-term and that's been a struggle for you, then that might be something on your list. I'm going to hope that brushing your teeth is just something that we're all automatically doing so that that wouldn't need to be in there. Maybe flossing is. I will say flossing is very important for health. So flossing might actually need to be on your action steps. So here's what I want you to do to start thinking about how you can engage in more action and less distraction. So I'm going to give you five things here. The first thing is every day you do your action items first. So if you're someone who makes lists, you do your action items first. You don't do your tasks and to-dos first. If you're someone who doesn't make lists, I want you to start making an action list every day. So I make a list every morning before I do anything else. Like I get up, I go downstairs with a cup of coffee. Sadly, Vinny usually follows me because he like has ESP about when I wake up in the morning, which makes me crazy. So he usually follows me carrying Harry Potter under his arm. Mom, will you read to me? <laughs> Can I have hot chocolate? <laughs> so, so usually he's in tow. We read like two pages of Harry Potter. He drinks his hot chocolate. I drink my coffee. And then I write down my affirmations and I write down my three action steps for the day. And these three action steps are things that move the needle. They are the things that will take me closer to a goal. They are the things that are uncomfortable. I do not write things on that list that are tasks or to-do items. That's a whole other list. That list I keep next to my computer in my office. And that's like just a running list that I add things to all week long. But every morning in my journal, I write down these three action items and then I take a picture of them so that later in the day when I'm not sitting next to the journal and I find myself in distraction, I can look at my phone and be like, oh, wait, what are the three things I'm supposed to be working on? What are the three things I wrote down this morning? And I'll go back to that picture and be like, oh, yeah, 
that really uncomfortable email, that's the thing. So I'll tell you, one of the things I have on my list right now is filling out this application for this company is looking for people with really successful podcasts and they want to do interviews with them. And the interviews are potentially going to be published in a bunch of different media spaces. So every day this week, that's been an action item. And I will tell you that procrastination has gotten the best of me for two and a half days. It's going to get done today. Two and a half days though, where that action item has not gotten done, but I'm writing that down every day because that needs to take priority over checking my email because getting published somewhere, doing an interview in a major publication, that's something that moves the needle. That's something that matters. Going to Trader Joe's, as much as I love it, doesn't really matter. So that's not an action item. So the first thing you do is you choose one to three action steps per day, not 20, and you write them down. So this is like first thing in the morning. The next thing you do is you do your action steps first. So you do the hard things first before you get stuck in the distractions, before you get looped into the distractions and into those vicious distraction loops. You do the action items first. Save the email, save the social media, all that for like the afternoon when your brain power is less. Do the hard, uncomfortable things first. So those action items, one to three, that's where you start your day. You can keep that task list of 20 items and Trader Joe's will be there And three hours later, the vacuuming and the laundry will be there three hours later. Those things can happen later. They are not your top priority items. Next, you are going to let your distractions be your reward for the action. You're going to laugh and maybe roll your eyes when I tell you that Trader Joe's is how I reward myself. (laughs) So I don't go to Trader Joe's at 9 a.m., although that is a really good time to go. I go later in the day usually after lunch, because it's my reward. Like I don't get to go to Trader Joe's until I've done the critical items that actually move me closer to a goal in a day. I don't get to hang out on social media or even on Wednesdays when I do my Facebook Live at noon in our private Facebook group over at Shameless Mom Every Damn Day, which anyone's invited to join me every Wednesday at noon on that, uh, noon Pacific. So that's my reward. So I hustle on Wednesday mornings because I'm like, I got to get a whole bunch of things done so that I can reward myself with going on Facebook Live. Oh, hey, everybody. It's us, Blair and Molly, your old pals from Toddler Purgatory, two moms who are also actors, who are also creative beings, who sometimes feel stuck. And now we're back with a whole new podcast about unsticking it, launching in January. What happens when life gets in the way of our creativity instead of nourishing it? We talk to all sorts of guests about how to break through the mucky, gluey, sticky wall that can get between you and your creativity. We hear about their journeys, their successes, their challenges, and even their bougie coffee shop orders. So join us, won't you, as we deep dive into how to unstick ourselves from the life gunk that can get in the way of our creative freedom. Get out of there, life gunk. Let us help you get back to your best creative self. Look for Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Wherever you listen to podcasts starting in January, Unsticking It with Blair and Molly. Because sometimes life sucks. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, whew, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. 
I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. For years at the gym, for the couple of years that I had the gym while I had the podcast concurrently, the gym work, those were all my action items, and the podcast was the reward. The podcast was essentially, it was a passion project and it served as a distraction from the gym, which was crucial because the gym had to provide income for myself and five other people. So I needed to make sure that all of that stuff, all of those action items were taken care of every week before I did anything for the podcast, because at that time, the podcast was very much a hobby. And so I did all my action items every day. And on Friday, if I had done all my action items for the week, and for each day of the week, then on Friday, I got to do stuff for the podcast. I got to record my episodes for the next week. That was my reward. So let your tasks and to-dos and your passion projects and all that fun stuff, those are your rewards. You do the action first. The distractions come later. The tasks and the to-dos are your rewards. Number four, outsource and delegate your distractions. This is a hard one, but I outsource as many of them as I can, often to my family members. So a lot of people think like, oh my gosh, I don't have like a family manager living with me that can do all these things. Yeah, but you probably have family members who can do some things. So I've outsourced parts of the laundry to my husband, parts of the laundry to Vinny. I Instacart half of our grocery order. So I go to Trader Joe's because they're not on Instacart, but I do everything else comes from Fred Meyer, which is Instacart. Because if I go to Fred Meyer, I will get totally distracted. I will spend and trade, Fred Meyer's kind of like a local version of, and not quite as cool version of Target. So they have like, like I'm someone who'll just get sucked into like looking at like the workout clothes at Fred Meyer. So I don't go to Fred Meyer. I Instacart that because it's not critical that I go pick out the apples. As much as I think that I am the best in the world at picking out my apples, I don't need to pick out our banana. So outsource and delegation helps minimize those distraction tasks and those distraction actions, right? So where can you be outsourcing and delegating? Actually, someone in our Facebook group over at Shameless Mom Every Damn Day the other day posted about how can I hire someone to come in and fold my laundry? And a few people replied to that, that like you can have people come in and do that kind of as an assistant. And also there's laundry services where you just like put your laundry out in laundry bags on your porch in the morning and they bring them back like the next day clean folded everything. And you can even distinguish like, I want the dye free, scent free detergent, etc. So perfect delegation right there. Perfect delegation of distraction, not even getting caught up in your laundry anymore. I will tell you that I like laundry time because I like to listen to podcasts while I fold laundry, but I'm fully aware that this is a distraction technique. So I do not do this during the day. You're not going to find me folding laundry at one o'clock on a Wednesday. I fold laundry and listen to podcasts in the evening, either while Vinny's getting ready for bed, or if my husband's doing bedtime, I'll go do laundry for a little while for like 15, 20 minutes by myself, fold laundry, put it away with the podcast going. Again, that's a reward. If I've done my tasks for the day, I get rewarded 
<laughs> by doing laundry in the evening, which I know sounds ridiculous, but for me, it's kind of fun because I get to listen to a podcast and I usually listen to For Crying Out Loud or something that's like very mindless and fun for me. So that's my reward. Number five, know thyself. You have to know how you manage distraction and distraction from action in your life. And you have to get real clear and real honest with yourself. And so I've given you some examples of how people have shown up to me and said, like, this is what I do. I find myself vacuuming every time I need to write a blog post, right? Or I find myself researching and planning and editing the plan every time I need to actually like take an action step. I personally find myself doing a lot of looping with email and social media when I need to take action that's uncomfortable. So you must know thyself. And then once you know your biggest triggers, your biggest places where you're most likely to be distracted, you have to make rules around that and put up boundaries. So you might have a rule that like you don't check social media until after lunch every day. You might have a rule that you don't do any laundry anymore or you don't go to grocery stores. You have that totally outsourced. You might have a rule that you set timers on things so that you never spend more than 10 minutes on social media. I have a colleague who never scrolls on social media. So she's like, I need to be on there for business. So I go on, I post my stuff. I check in with like things I need to comment on on my own pages, but I don't ever scroll. And I love this rule. And I'm like a little bit envious that she can manage this. I actually have gotten much better. I don't scroll nearly as much as I used to, but I'm a little envious because I think this is so brilliant and requires a ton of restraint. If you're apparently, if you're as nosy as me, (laughs) it requires a ton of restraint to be able to get on social media and use it for a specific purpose and not get sucked in. So know that the boundary is that like, I'm on here for this purpose to do this thing and I'm not going to scroll. So you must know thyself and you must know where you get sucked into distraction. And also you have to recognize what does that distraction do for your energy? Because if you're someone who scrolls on social media and that impacts your energy because you're seeing things that maybe are triggering for you or make you jealous or make you compare yourself or make you pass judgment on other people or just generally like tend to impact your mood in which you have kind of a reactive response to things on social media, then you need to know thyself that that is not going to benefit your energy for the rest of the day, that that's actually an energy suck and that that's going to be damaging for your goals and action steps. So I get this with email. I used to check email all the time. I used to have my email app on the front of my very first phone screen and I had my notifications on there so that I could always see how many new emails I had. And anytime there was like a new email that came in, I would go and look at it. And I went through this multiple times, especially when Vinny was really little, where I'd be really, really exhausted. And I would open an email at like eight o'clock at night. And it would be someone who like had some sort of level of dissatisfaction about something at the gym, like some member who had a complaint or something. And I would lose my mind over it. Like I wouldn't be able to sleep. I'd be super upset. I would feel like I needed to rectify it before I went to bed. And it just left me feeling awful. And I had to recognize that it's really unhealthy for me to check email after like 6 PM because I will get fixated on things that I need to fix. And I will have emotional responses that waste a ton of energy and take time and energy from my family. So I had to know thyself. I also know thyself with scrolling on social media and even being connected to certain people on social media. Like I unfriend, unfollow, unsubscribe all the time because I know that I am very susceptible to having reactive energy around certain things. And so I know that if I see certain things, it can distract me for the whole day. 
And if I see things happening in the media, I can be distracted for the whole day. So I have to be really careful what I let myself be exposed to. So my husband likes to listen to news radio first thing in the morning. I can't have it on because it can be super triggering for me. Like, I don't want to know first thing in the morning, like, what are the 13 things our administration did over the night that are ruining people's lives? Don't need to know. Do not need to know. That doesn't mean that I'm not like a responsible citizen. I want to know the bigger picture of things, but I want to know it on my terms, on my time. And it's not going to be at 7 a.m. before I've had my opportunity to positively impact the world. I need to be really protective of my energy and protective of how I want to accomplish things in the world and produce things in the world. And if I am letting external forces come in, that creates massive distraction from action for me. So back to knowing thyself, you must know thyself and create rules for yourself that protect your energy and protect your time so that you can be productive in ways that help you have that sense of pride in accomplishment, have that sense of power in accomplishment, have that sense of purpose in accomplishment that boosts your sense of self and build your sense of identity so that you're actually working on action steps that take you closer to goals and crossing goals off of a list rather than just crossing tasks off of a list and feeling stuck in busyness all day. Okay. So again, quick review, how to engage in more action and less distraction You're going to choose one to three action steps a day, not 20 tasks. You're going to do your action steps first thing. You're going to let your distractions be the reward for action. You're going to outsource and delegate distractions, and you are going to know thyself. Be real clear on your boundaries. Be real honest around what you need to be more productive and to keep yourself goal-oriented and not task-oriented. Okay? Good stuff. I think it was. I think this was good. So share this. Make sure you subscribe to the show. If you haven't subscribed to the show, please subscribe to the show. It does my ratings a big, huge favor the more subscribers we have. And it makes it easier for you. You don't have to go look up shows every week. You just automatically get all the new shows as soon as they're released. So you get them first. They just automatically pop up. Super, super easy. So whatever podcast app you're using, please go subscribe to the show and share the show. There's so many other shameless moms in the world who want and need this content and would be so grateful if you shared the show and let them feel a little bit more shameless every damn day. So share the show, subscribe to the show. Thank you. Thank you for being here. I will be back in your ear very soon. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show. So you never miss an episode. You can do that directly. If you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review, that will put you in Apple podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences, letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media 
Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts.